0: You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kello, live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the African Father in America podcast. I am in Seattle, Washington. And I have a wonderful guest who is joining me also in Seattle, Washington. My guest is Sam Hampton, PhD, Dr. Sam Hampton. Go ahead and just say hello to our viewers and our listeners before we begin.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me.
0: Excellent, excellent. Uh, We are going to learn a lot more about our wonderful guest and the incredible work that he's doing at the Social Justice Film for Film Festival here in Seattle, Washington. This is a, an event that has been going on for many, many years, bringing a lot of films uh, to the limelight and uh, also bringing a lot of stories and uh, really transforming the world. So we will go deeper into his story and the story of the work that he's doing. But for now, we are going to begin our conversation with our proverb for today. As usual with every episode, we start with an African proverb so that we can get grounded in our culture and uh, we can also make our ancestors proud. So today our proverb comes all the way from Malawi and it says that the mouth and the hand can never miss each other. So I want you to take a minute and share in the comments what this proverb means for you. And I know we are live streaming on multiple platforms. We are live on YouTube, we are live on LinkedIn, we are live on X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. We're also on Facebook and we're also on TikTok. So, no matter where you are, I just want you to take a minute, uh, make sure you comment so that we know your own perspectives in regards to today's uh, proverb. So, I'm going to share three nuggets of wisdom related to this proverb and then. I am going to create space for our wonderful guest, uh, Dr. Hampton, to be able to share with us his own perspectives. So, um, again, the proverb from Malawi says that the mouth and the hand can never miss each other. The first nugget of wisdom says that your words and your actions are always connected. You know, what you say and what you do, should always be connected if they are not uh, people start questioning your integrity and your character number two your words and your actions have power you know Uh, the words you speak and the actions you take have the power to create or destroy you know so think about that and then number three you are the creator of your own reality your words and actions create your own reality literally you know Uh, the things that you think and then you say become the things that you do you know and uh you know to leaders uh, for example our guest today or even to leaders like myself the things that you say and do also influence other people you know so it's really really important what this proverb is saying is extremely important Sam, uh when you hear this proverb from malawi what is it that comes to your mind
1: you know the, the the first thing that came to my mind is you know having um empathy towards others and um you know to to connect with people you have to um build trust in a relationship and um i think you know, um, building trust means that you have to be, you know, self-reflective and kind of understanding or being grounded in who you are and what you do um, in order to, you know, engage with others. So I, I, I think, you know, it just that I, for whatever reason, that just came to my mind that, you know, um, when you when you work with people, when you interact with people, that um you have to be open and and um build trust in a relationship i love
0: that i love that uh, and i agree with it you know taking your time to build trust in relationships uh is is really the relationship itself you know there's 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 no relationship without that journey of building trust and understanding who 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 you're going to uh, be working with, be living with, you know. Uh, and uh, even, if, even if you're a, a filmmaker, you have to build a relationship with the story that you want to tell, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so uh, I'm really, really excited for our conversation today. For those who are joining us, uh, my guest is uh, Dr. Sam Hampton. And, uh, you know, if you haven't connected with him before, he's an award-winning filmmaker He's also the executive director of the Social Justice Film Institute. And before moving to Seattle, Sam spent most of his professional career in Washington, D.C., where he co-founded Docs in Progress, an nonprofit educational organization for documentary filmmakers. So you've been in this filmmaking game for such a long time. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I want you to... Maybe just take us back, take us back to a period where you were around eight years old to 12 years old and share with us a story that really continues to remind you today that this is why I started this journey.
1: Well, I, I can tell you the uh, first time I actually used a movie camera. Um, I, think I, was, I think I was in seventh grade. And um, uh, we actually had a little film class. This now, uh, this is a long time ago. This is before um, iPhones and video and things like that. So this was actual film. This is 8 millimeter film. And um, I lived in in Rochester, New York at the time. Uh, And if anyone knows anything about Rochester, it's where um, Kodak is and um i had a little uh kodak movie camera and um that i actually got from school and my teacher um said uh well take this camera and just kind of walk around the neighborhood and just film stuff so that's kind of what i did i i i just kind of filmed houses in the neighborhood and then um I took the, the camera and the film back to school and, um, back in, back in those days, as you wanted to edit something, you literally had to cut it with a, like an exacto knife and you had tape that actually spliced the film together. So I had this little, you know, three minute film where I spliced it myself with the tape and everything. And then we played it back and it was, it was, it was actually transforming. I was I, I created this thing that was just a bunch of clips of my neighborhood, but I, I created, I created something. And, um, and it was, it, you know, I was trying to tell a story, but didn't really know what I was doing. And so I, um, we showed it to the class and, you know, other students were doing the same kind of thing. And, and I don't know, for whatever reason, um you know you fast forward to adulthood and i decided i wanted to be a filmmaker and so i um i i always kind of i look back on that experience you know having a a teacher um uh, allowing you to do something new and different and kind of getting hooked on that so that i i will always remember that and it was just a kind of a little tiny um kodak movie
0: camera I love that I love that story and uh, you know it makes me feel like I I, I learned about filmmaking so late because I wish uh, I was there when you had to actually take a knife and cut the film so that you take the parts you didn't want out you know it's so fascinating to to think about that but also it's fascinating to to think ahead you know Uh, where editing of films is going to go you know for example right now after this show we are going to be editing i i edit i think my editor uses a different software but i i love editing especially the audio right now i still have to edit the audio portion of this podcast but the video is being edited by one of my colleagues who is based in kenya his name is martin but when i edit the audio I use this software called Descript uh, and it allows me, it can also be used for video. It allows me literally to edit the text instead of the video. So the whole file uh, is transcribed so that it's like a text file. And so Mm -hmm. I can just take some of the words out and the film is being edited like that. And uh, this is AI uh, powered. And I just feel that in five years from now, Oh, it it's yes. going to be something else, right?
1: <laughs> right? Right. I mean, when you when you when you edit now, you can edit, you know, three or four, or five different versions at the same time, and you can audition those takes and do all these things. But um, back then, you know, if you made a cut, that was permanent, you know. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't rewind, you couldn't go back, you know. I mean, you suppose you could, but it'd been very difficult. So you really had to think about, you know, your editing, and you really had to think through it because there was there was kind of a, a physical component to it. It's like I'm going to commit to this, you know, uh, jump cut, you know. And so I, um, I, it's a, it's a, it's a. I think you know the older filmmakers, you know, um, were a little bit more thoughtful, you know. Uh, not to not to take anything away from the, the younger filmmakers um, because they do an amazing job, you know, but it's it's a, it's fascinating how the, the techniques have changed over the years and the, the type of tools that you have and with AI, you know, coming around the corner. It's it's a little scary that what could happen, you know,
0: 100 percent, 100 percent. I just want to thank everyone who has joined us for the show today. I see you, I just want to see your comments. I want you to engage with our conversation, especially those on YouTube. Uh, I want to see as many of your thoughts in regards to our conversation as possible. at the beginning, I also shared um you know the proverb for the day. it's also in the description. you know you should be able to check it out in the description of this video, no matter where you're watching it from, and let us know what is it that you are thinking in regards to my conversation with Dr. Sam Hampton, and also in regards to our conversation about filmmaking. Uh, today, it's all about filmmaking. And uh, as a as a filmmaker myself, I have produced about three different documentaries, music videos. And uh, I work closely with different collectives here in Seattle. But in Kenya, I have my own film crew. You know, we have all our equipment. We were able to buy all our film production equipment uh, through the madaraka festival so we produced the biggest african festival here in the u.s and it started in seattle and the second year of the festival we were able to raise enough money to buy cameras and uh you know what everything we needed you know jibs and right now we're just upgrading every year you know with filmmaking and also as technology everything changes every day so if you don't upgrade uh, you won't be able to do some of the things you need to do. So um, one of my biggest struggles, though, has always been getting into film festivals. And so one of my motivations for having you as a guest today was just to learn more about Social Justice Film Festival uh, and why it, uh, it is important to you, but also its history and how it has evolved to where it is uh, in a way that it's covering multiple venues uh, across a period of almost one week in Seattle you know it's such a big event that uh, I just want my audience members and our community to learn more from you in that regard sure. today
1: yeah the the Social Justice Film Festival um, starts next week um, October 11th that's Wednesday and um, it's a five-day event um, and we are in three venues uh, we um we'll be showing 45 films from um the united states around the around the world and um locally here in seattle so we have seattle filmmakers we have filmmakers from canada um filmmakers from san francisco they're all going to be coming up for those five days um you know uh i'll I'll tell you about the, the the venues the first two nights wednesday um and um thursday will be at the northwest film forum um our opening night will focus on um prison reform and um reimagining um prisons and policing so we have um five shorts um um telling those stories about um uh restorative justice and how we can um things we can do to um make um better policing and safety um for everyone um we're gonna have um speakers from some of the seattle local restorative justice organizations um for panel discussion we'll also have the filmmakers there as well so that's our opening night on on wednesday um, starts at six o'clock on on thursday we're going to continue to the theme um, we have some more um, a filmmaker uh, Films that focus on um, uh, uh, prison reform also will have films that focus on anti-nukes on, on Friday and Saturday, we will be at the University Heights Center. That's in University Heights on um, University Way. Um, anyone who knows about the farmer's market there, we will be right there, the big building Um, in front of the farmer's market, Um, we will be there on um, Friday and Saturday. And we have a slate of films. Um, We will have a um, special presentation focusing on spoken word, Um, a wonderful organization called Speak With Purpose. Um, They work with uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers and in the Seattle Public School. Um, district and um, showing kids how to um, tell stories um, through spoken word, and they'll be doing a performance. I'm excited to see that. Um, On Saturday, we'll have another uh, workshop that focuses on birthing justice and um, reproductive rights, um, especially for uh, marginalized folks, people of color. and then on, uh, we'll finish on Sunday at Pacific Tower, uh, which is that big building um, um, over uh, on 12th Street. Um, and um, we'll be focusing on local shorts from Seattle filmmakers. Um, so it's a very exciting festival. Um, I'm very um, fortunate to um, lead this organization um, um, being a filmmaker myself and focusing on um social justice films um you can actually if you go to hamptonfilms.com you can see the films that i've done for the past uh 15 years um i um had two films in the social justice film festival over the years so i've been very close to the film festival and since moving here um um having now being you know, in charge of the film festival is, is quite the honor, um, and um, uh, so the, the the festival has been very close um, to me for many, many years, so I'm excited to, um, you know, for this 12th year um, uh, show Seattle, you know, the, the wonderful thought-provoking stories um, for, you know, that covers pretty much everything, you know, you think about um, environmental justice, you think about black lives matter, you think about prison reform, they all are connected, they all overlap, you can't take one social justice um, area um, and see it in, in isolation, everything affects everything. And so um, I think, you know, when you see a film, and you come out of that theater, you know what is what does this what does that film do what does the social justice film do does it um raise awareness does it help you make better decisions does it change policy is it a call to action you know um that's what our films do you know they they um um, they educate they raise awareness and, and and it makes people want to do something about some of the issues that are out
0: there. That's incredible. That's incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, for just outlining what the social justice Film Festival October 11th to 15th is going to look like. Uh, I see a lot of engagement on, on TikTok where we are also live and I just want to give a shout out to Fidelis, uh, Muhaki who has joined us there and uh, everybody who has joined us there i just want you to take a minute and share the live and also like uh you know double tap the screen to like the show that you're currently watching Uh, soon i'll begin having my guests uh, visible on tiktok as well but today we are visible on youtube and uh, linkedin and uh, facebook and x and where else where else where else (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everywhere <laughs> anyway so um you know i also wanted you uh, uh dr sam to speak to you know why why film film festivals are important especially for 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 budding filmmakers because as i was explaining to you one of my struggles as a filmmaker especially a filmmaker from africa uh, mm. has been accessing film festivals globally and even if your film is accepted um the visas are a problem you know so mm-hmm. i wanted you to just speak briefly on how does social justice uh, film institute um help with ensuring that you know if we have international filmmakers especially from africa submitting their work uh, to the mm-hmm. social justice film festival let's say next year Do they get any support to ensure that they are here to uh, to see the response that, uh, you know, the the, the world of filmmakers uh, give to the work that they have?
1: Yeah. You know, we you know, we're a growing organization. And so as we build our capacity, I think we will offer more and more resources for filmmakers, especially those filmmakers who are emerging filmmakers um who don't have the the budgets or the resources or don't it's not backed by a large you know entity you know um and and there's lots of strategies you know when i first started you know i had no money i had no budget but i it's something i just knew i had to do and i was really i'm taken aback on how how difficult it was to put a film together and then get that film out to film festivals and get it out to an audience um that's one of the reasons why i founded um docs in progress um back in washington dc because i wanted to create a community of emerging filmmakers that we can all learn from each other we can workshop our films. We can have discussions. We can, um, you know, work together in in things like you know fundraising and grant writing and all the kinds of things you have to do to make a film. Um, I am, um, you know, I do a lot of nonprofit work, so I see filmmaking more as you know project management. You know, so in that you know. Uh, you know, pre-production stage, when you're doing your research and you're, you know, researching your subject, you know, I, we, we we actually teach emerging filmmakers how to, you know, um, solicit funds, whether it's crowdsourcing or writing grants or approaching, um, you know, foundations that support um, up and coming filmmakers. So we, we built a community um, and I think that's important knowing it's, it's difficult to make a film in a vacuum, you know, you really need help with others. And, you know, I have, you know, maybe I have a skill set in editing, but I really don't understand how sound works and how important sound is to a film. But I have a colleague or I have a friend that knows that. So we work together. You know, and so we provide this space where we can help each other out in different areas, and I found that that was very attractive to um, up-and-coming filmmakers. So that's what we're doing here in Seattle with the Social Justice Filmmaker uh, uh, Film Institute. That we're um, building a community for emerging filmmakers. Um, the difference is the focus is on social justice storytelling. Um, so that's. Um, um hopefully um, as we grow we will invite more and more filmmakers to be a part of the the institute.
0: I love that. I really love uh the focus on social justice. Uh and uh I think I think uh you know the mainstream film industry completely forgets about the value of grassroots storytelling. Uh, with the lens of social justice so i j- just appreciate the fact that that's your primary focus um i feel like we, are, we have about five minutes before we wrap up our time so i just want to give you space because you are you are you're one of the greatest thinkers now considering where you started and where you are i want to give you space to just talk about anything i didn't ask during our conversation today but also how people can stay connected with you how people can stay connected with the social justice film festival. Uh, And also uh, since you're still doing docs in progress, you know, how people can actually learn more. I asked so many questions, but just take them, take, take space.
1: (laughs) Sure. You know, we, um, uh, we invite anyone to come to the social justice film festival. Um, We want to make it um, accessible to everybody. So you know, uh, it's $5. But if you don't have $5, just let us know and you can go in for free. So the um, don't let um, cost be a barrier to check out some really, really good films. Um, So and that's at all the venues just, you know, show up uh, when you can and and kind of enjoy the films and meet the people who make the films. And That's what I find fascinating about film festivals, you have these wonderful films, but you also have the opportunity to meet the person who made that film. And, and and it's, you know, it's very insightful, you know, um, especially with social justice filmmakers, because we like the, we like to focus on the social justice piece. So it's the, you know, they're good filmmakers and they're great films. but the the it's the it's the storytelling it's it's how do you how do you tell a story about a situation that emotionally connects with someone and i find when you when you speak to the filmmakers and you learn you learn what they have done to build that trust with their subject in order to tell this story is is, is fascinating to me it's one of the reasons why i became a filmmaker because i um there are so many what I call ordinary people doing amazing things and to get a snapshot of their life, you know, whether they're an activist or a surgeon or, uh, you know, whatever they do um, just to get a glimpse of why they do it and how they're motivated to do that is fascinating to me. And it's the reason why I became a filmmaker because just um, learning about you know, what people's um, passions are and how dedicated they are to certain causes is, is um, fascinating to me. Um, but it's it's that, it, the, the festival is, is that kind of thing where you build community and people can come in and meet people that you probably wouldn't meet um, in any other situation.
0: I love that. I love that. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Hampton for being here with us today and for the wonderful work you're doing with the Social Justice Film Festival. Again, for those who are just joining us, this is happening next week, October 11th to 15th here in Seattle, Washington. And uh, we've had so many great uh, conversations and just uh, I've learned a lot. You know, I had no idea that, um, you know, Filmmaking started from a a point where, well, I think it started way back from there. But when Dr. Hampton was beginning his filmmaking career, you know, currently, if you're on TikTok or YouTube, they give you the opportunity to just edit the content right there, you know. Mm. Uh, But there are people that are still around like Dr. Hampton who actually used a knife to cut their film, you know. And he shared with us a fascinating story. You have to watch today's episode on YouTube from the beginning, where his first film project was just around his neighborhood, walking with a camera and film, filming, and then eventually editing it with a knife and eventually taping it together with a tape. And for me, uh, that just gives me a a deeper level of respect uh, for filmmakers and also it motivates me to continue doing the African Father in America podcast because without this platform, we would have never known that story, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so I just appreciate you so much and uh, I appreciate our guests. I just want to give a few shout outs here to people who joined us. First of all, on TikTok, um, Fidelis Muihaki did a great job sharing and liking the show and just supporting and commenting. And she said that it's always... And nice I surprise finding you online because of the stuff you talk about, uh, stuff that I need to learn about. So I appreciate it. I'm, I'm so glad that this was uh, valuable to you. Uh, please continue with the work you're doing as well and continue supporting the show. Uh, and also on YouTube, I see that we were joined by Stephen Okoth, who says, hello, great family joining in from Kisumu, Kenya. Thank you so much. And then uh, I also see uh, Maureen. Maureen has joined us from Webuye in Kenya. Thank you so much. I just love uh, the support that you're all giving me and the show, uh, and uh, it will go a long way. Lastly, if you haven't subscribed to my channel on YouTube, currently my focus is to grow my YouTube channel. And so if you want to, if you feel moved and you know that you really want to support, take a minute and subscribe, you know. If you subscribe to the channel, it will really help me grow the the platform and be able to bring more uh, wonderful guests like Dr. Hampton, who has been here with us uh, for the last 30 minutes. Um, You know, I wish you all a wonderful weekend. And uh, Dr. Hampton, please, uh, whenever you have a new project, whenever you have a new program, whenever the next uh, Social Justice Film Festival is coming up, just to know that this is now your platform. You can always book through the same link and come back so that we can continue the conversation.
1: That's wonderful. Uh, thanks for having me, Simon. I really appreciate it. And um, you can learn about the festival. Go to socialjusticefilmfestival.org and uh, everything's right there. You can uh, find out all the films that are playing. So hope to see you there.
0: Excellent, excellent. Have a wonderful weekend, uh, and I'm sure I'll be reaching out to you for us to continue developing our relationship. Take care of yourself, Dr. Hampton.
1: Yes, thank you so much.
0: Okay,
1: bye.
0: Bye. African you are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelo, live from Seattle.